0: I want you to turn in your Bibles, that's where I want to go now, to Malachi 3. And if you want to do a second scripture, Mark chapter 12. So we're going to begin in Malachi 3, and then we'll go to Mark chapter 12, and I want to welcome again all the campuses and all the affiliate churches. And I'm going to preach a message that when I say the title, you're going to think you've heard it before. In other words, not this message, but you've heard someone preach on this before. But I've never shared what I'm going to share, and I am gonna talk some about giving, uh, but you know, I've preached on giving for 30 years, and I've never seen in this famous passage, Malachi 3, what I'm going to share with you this weekend. So the title of the message is Don't Rob God. Don't rob God. The only thing is that for the first time in my life, this last weekend, I saw this passage opposite of what we think it means, opposite. Just like last weekend, if you heard that message on the principle of treasure, uh, I, I, we went into that passage about the kingdom of heaven, it's like treasure hidden in a field, and we used to believe that the kingdom was the treasure and that we were the man that went and sold everything to buy it, what we saw last weekend was that we're the treasure, Jesus became the man and gave up everything for us, right? So it's totally opposite. I believe that this passage in Malachi has been misunderstood for years, even by me. And I've gotta tell you, I was just gonna read it to you and then tell you, but I've gotta tell you so you can see it as we read the passage and not think about the old legalistic way that it's presented many times. When I say don't rob God, I don't mean by you keep your tithe and your tithe belongs to Him and so you're robbing God of money. I actually don't think that's what this means. I personally don't think that God needs our money. Do you? I don't think He does. Here's what I think. He's trying to say in Malachi 3, and this is what I'm saying in this message. And you could even put it after the three words, don't rob God, if you want. Don't rob God of an opportunity to bless you. I actually think that that's what he's saying in Malachi 3. I think he's saying, you are robbing me of the opportunity to bless you. I would like to bless you. I would like to open the windows of heaven over you and pour a blessing on you. I'd like to rebuke the devourer for you. But because you won't do it my way, you're robbing me of a blessing. So let's read it. Malachi three, verse eight, will a man rob God? Now, if we think about it, think, just see. The way I'm saying it is, will a man rob God? of an opportunity to bless him. Yet you have robbed me, now just think about it, of many opportunities to bless you. Now I'm I'm just saying that I think that's what this means. But you say, in what way have we robbed you of opportunities to bless us? In tithes and offerings. In other words, the whole reason God came up with the concept of tithing was not to support the work of his kingdom because he could have sent ravens to do that. He could have brought water out of a rock. He could have brought manna from heaven and had quail fly in and land right in their laps. So God did not invent tithing to support his work. He did not invent tithing for his benefit. He invented tithing for our benefit as an opportunity to bless us. So, because you haven't given me these offerings, watch the next verse, verse nine. You're cursed with a curse. You're under a curse instead of a blessing. And I don't want you to be. For you've robbed me, again, let's think about it this way, of opportunities to bless you. You've robbed me. Even this whole nation, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, watch this, that there may be food in my house, I just want to ask you a question, just stop just for a moment. One of the things that we love about Gateway Church and about many other great churches around the country is that we're fed the Word of God, right? I mean, God chose me and other pastors of great churches, revelation from His Word, and it's not a dry, boring, dull sermon, right? It's very exciting and some of the best we've ever heard, but it's — no, 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 I don't mean it that way. I really don't mean it that way, I'm just joking with you. But it's revelation, right? What we want to hear is God's Word. And we want to hear that touch of the Holy Spirit on it like last weekend and say, wow, I've never seen it that way. Okay, I believe one of the reasons that we have such great food in Gateway Church is because we have a lot of tithers. He says, bring the tithe into the storehouse, storehouse always refers to the local church, that there may be food in my house. And let me say say it another way, that I may bless you. It's another opportunity for me to bless you. And then he says this, and try me, now in this, the word try means prove, the way you would prove metal, test it, and test me in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it. In other words, you'll be able to give more. And, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Those three words helped convince me that this is what God was saying because He was saying you've robbed me and He's not saying that He's hurting and He's running out of gold for His streets in heaven. He's saying you're robbing me of a blessing and He says this, I approve it, I will rebuke the devourer. He doesn't say for the kingdom's sake, He says for your sake. That's a blessing. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that He will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. The vine would represent your business, whatever business you're, you're in, it won't, it won't fail to bear that fruit. Says the Lord of hosts, and all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Another way to say it, according to what I'm saying is, because you gave me opportunities to bless you. Years ago when I was learning about giving, you know, Debbie and I started learning about giving in uh, probably my early 20s, I got saved at 19. And we began to give extravagantly, and I found great joy in giving. And I wasn't giving to get, I was just giving to help. But the more I gave, the more God gave me so that I could give more. And I've told you this before, Debbie and I came to a place where we were giving 70% of our income to the kingdom. So we were just giving, giving, giving. So we were in a life group. I was not a pastor, I wasn't an associate pastor, I was not an evangelist, I was not in ministry, vocational ministry, not in vocational ministry at all, in a life group. And one of the couples talked about they were about to go on a mission trip, short-term mission trip, and they said, we just want everyone to pray. Well, I I get such joy in giving, so I said, do you have all the finances that you need for the short-term mission trip? They said, well, we're a little short, if y'all could pray about that too. So I said, well, how short are you? How much do you need? And they said $800. So I knew immediately, I'll take care of that, you know? So afterwards, I went out to the car, got my checkbook, wrote a check for $800, and they came out. We stood and talked for a while, and I gave them the check. I got in the car, and this is what I felt like the Lord said to me, okay? I felt like the Lord said to me, I am so mad at you right now, I could spit. (laughs) And it wasn't the good kind of spit that heals your eyes. (laughs) It was the spit you out of my mouth type of spit, you know? And I was shocked. I said, God, what do you, what do you mean? Couple need $800, gave them $800. What do you, what, 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 what's your deal? <laughs> you know what he said to me? And this is what he reminded me of this week. This week, I've never shared about Malachi 3 like I'm sharing this week, never shared this before. Here's what he said to me years ago when I gave that couple that money. He said, you robbed me of an opportunity to bless the other couples in the group. He said, I had it all planned out. I was gonna speak to you and you were actually gonna give half of it, $400. One couple was gonna give 50 and that would have been a sacrifice for them. One couple's gonna give 100. One couple's gonna give 200 or 100, whatever it was. I don't remember the amounts now. But he said, I had it all planned out. And he said, I had it all planned out how I was gonna bless them. And you robbed me of the opportunity to bless them. And I didn't even relate it to Malachi 3. But what I realized from that moment on was that I don't give just because I have the resources. I give when God speaks. And I give what God speaks. So, there are three opportunities of blessing that I see in Scripture. All right? Three categories of opportunities. So, here's the first one, tithes. I believe that when we tithe, we give God the opportunity to bless us. Uh, Joshua 6, we'll get to Mark 12 in a moment. Joshua 6 is when they're going into the promised land, and it's the first city, and it's Jericho. In verses 18 and 19, it says, And you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things. I want you to notice this word, cursed. That says accursed, same thing as cursed. Lest you become accursed, in other words, you'll be a curse on you, When you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse. I think he's trying to say there's a curse if you do this. And you trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated. Cursed, consecrated. Consecrated. That simply means set apart, set aside. To the house of the Lord they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Okay, he's referring to the tithe because they go to the house of the Lord. He's referring to the tithe because the tithe is always the first 10%, not the last 10%. It doesn't take faith to give the last 10%. It takes faith to give the first 10%. It also states that we put God first. It's the principle of first that I've preached to you many times. The firstborn represents this, the first fruits represent this. Jesus is God's firstborn and He's God's first fruit. And so Jesus is God's tithe. He gave Jesus before we repented. He gave Jesus hoping that we would then come to him and let him bless us. So this is what the tithe is. So that's what he's saying here. He's saying, give me an opportunity to bless you. So it's Jericho because it was the first city in the promised land. And when they took of what belonged to God, they also took the opportunity away from God to bless them and they lost the next battle. But what he was saying was, if you'll give me the first, then I can, I, it gives me an opportunity to bless you and you have that opportunity every time you get paid. Are you going to give God the opportunity to bless the 90 percent? And you need to hear something, I know this is strong. It's consecrated when it's brought to the house of the Lord and it's cursed if it stays in your tent. And that's what happened to Aiken. Um, Years ago I was preaching on the tithe and there was a single mom in our church that said, you know, I just began getting convicted even though I have limited income and single parent, uh, but I'm gonna tithe. I'm gonna begin giving God the first. And so she came, brought her checkbook to church with her. At the end of the service, she went to write the check. She'd made $1,000 that week. She went to write a check for $100. And before she put the amount in, the Lord said to her, make it 120. And she was like, God, this is the stretch. He said, yeah, but the tithe is 100, but I want you to give an offering also. do I don't want you to trust me, just watch what I do. So she wrote it for 120, put it in the uh, box. She's leaving and a man, there's a man in our church that carries hundred dollar bills in his wallet to give away, been doing it for years. And she, so she, he, he feels like the Lord says, you go to that woman, give her a hundred dollar bill. So he pulls his wallet out and when he pulls the hundred out, there's a 20 stuck to it. He starts to put the 20 back in and the Lord says, no, give her the 20 also. And so he says, Lord. I don't give $120 people, I give $100, $100 bills to people. (laughs) It's kind of my thing, that's what I do. And the Lord said, no, you obey, that's your thing, that's what you do. (laughs) So he says to her, he said, ma'am, I have to let you know, for years I've given people $100 bills when God tells me. God spoke to me, but he also told me to add a 20 to it. Now what do you think that did for that single mom, and you will never, ever, convince her that that wasn't God. As soon as she writes a check for 120, a guy that gives 100 gives 120. You follow me? So give God an opportunity to bless you in your tithing. Here's number two, offerings. Offerings. Look look back at Malachi 3 there, verse 8. Will a man rob God, yet you've robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Now, look at me for a moment. The tithe belongs to God. I didn't read you the Scripture, I had it in my notes, Leviticus 27, uh, yeah, matter of fact, you could, you, know, you might even put it up now, Leviticus 27 says, and all the tithe of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's, is the Lord. In Hebrew that means belongs to God, is God's property. It is holy or set apart to the Lord. Okay, so the tithe belongs to God, I know God owns it all, but He's set apart that. He has set it apart, that's why it's, there's a twofold robbing here when you take what doesn't belong to you, okay? But I've never been able to reconcile these two words. Put Malachi 3, 8 back up there. It says you have robbed me and they said in what way? His answer was in tithes and offerings. Okay, how do you rob God in offerings when they don't belong to Him? I know it all belongs to Him, but the tithe is we, we return the tithe and we give free will offerings. And God even uses the word free will. Several times before you see the word offering, you'll see the word free will. Have the people bring a free will offering. Okay, you explain to me how you rob God in offerings and I'll tell you how. And I saw it the first time this last week. The only way you could rob Him is if you robbed Him of a blessing. Of an opportunity to bless you. That's the only way this passage makes sense when God put the two words on there, and offerings. It makes sense. You've robbed me of opportunities to bless you. Have we robbed you? Well, one in the tithes, but also offerings, because if you'd give an offering over and above your tithe, it's another opportunity for me to bless you. Are y'all following me? You may not know this, but this is really good preaching. This is really, (laughs) this is good. Please hear me. I have no reason to preach to you about giving. I have none. You say, well, that, you know, when we give, the church can expand. Okay, I don't want to expand unless God wants us to expand. I really don't. I don't want to grow faster than God wants to. I want to reach people, but if we don't start another campus, it's okay with me if God doesn't want us to. I only want to do what God wants us to. And I preached on giving for years with one motive in my heart, and that's to help you. I'm telling you. And and many, many people would confirm what I'm saying. When you give, you give God an opportunity to bless you in tithes and offerings. So we had a young lady come in our church, still here a few years ago. We did Heart for the Kingdom, Heart for the Kingdom. We're gonna do that today where we make a commitment of what we're gonna give over and above our tithe for a year and we use that to expand, all right, to expand the church. So. I I said this, and I said, give God an opportunity. I wasn't even preaching this message. I didn't know about this, but I used these words, give God an opportunity to bless you. And um, so she thought, you know, I'm I'm, going to do it. I've never done this before. She prayed about it, and she felt like she was to give $5,000 over and above her tithe. She's a single young lady, not a single mom, just a single young lady in our church. So she made that commitment. She'd been asking God for a new job. Within a few months, she got a new job and some other financial blessings as well that totaled 25,000, five times her commitment. But here's the amazing thing. After she accepts the new job, the, guy, the supervisor that hires her comes to her and says, the owner of the company called me last night and he wants to give you a signing bonus. Okay, she's already accepted the job. You give a signing bonus to try to get them to sign. She's already signed, and the guy says, I've been working here for X number of years, I've never heard of this before. But the owner of the company has given you a signing bonus, you ready? Of $5,000. Her exact heart for the kingdom commitment. You'll never convince her, but that's not God. She makes the commitment, and God says, praise me. You know, instead of praise the Lord. (laughs) I mean, I don't think he says praise the Lord. I guess he, you know, I think he might have said thank you. I have an opportunity to bless, her. So tithes, offerings, and here's number three, sacrificial offerings. Now there are many, many sacrificial offerings in Scripture. David gave a very sacrificial offering to build the temple for Solomon to build the temple, David set aside, if you take it to the valuation of today, most people say about $21 billion is what he gave. That's a lot even for a king. Um, Solomon, his son, when he was set in to be the king, it was tradition to offer one bull, he sacrificed 1,000 bulls. Uh, The woman who anointed Jesus, right before he was crucified and Jesus said she had did this for my, for, she anointed my body for burial, but she did it with one year's wage of perfume. That's a sacrificial offering, a year's wage. Um, You go through just, uh, uh, here's one, Abraham willing to offer his son, that's a sacrifice. And of course God stopped him because he didn't require something like that, but he tested his heart. And it gave God an opportunity to bless him. Here's the greatest sacrificial offering, God offered His Son. But let me show you one sacrificial offering, Mark chapter 12, now if you're there, um, that you might not think about as a sacrificial offering. You might not have remembered it, but Mark 12, verses 41 through 44. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury, that's the the offering box and saw how the people put money into the treasury. I just want you to notice that he was watching how they did it. He wasn't as concerned with how much. He was watching how. He's watching the attitude of the heart. And many who were rich put in much and they should. Today, when you make a commitment, you should give according to your ability. It should be a sacrifice. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites which make a quadrants, okay, a mite is a Jewish penny, two mites make a quadrants which is a Roman penny. So that explains that because we don't use mites and quadrants today. So she gave two Jewish pennies, which two Jewish pennies equal one Roman penny. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, assuredly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all she had, her whole livelihood. That's a sacrificial offering. Now, here's something I was thinking about. I mean, I just got again this revelation this week that when we give, it's an opportunity, it gives God an opportunity to bless us. And we do Heart for the Kingdom once a year. I got to thinking you might be asking well pastor why do you only give us one opportunity a year to be blessed i just want you to know you can give anytime you want <laughs> let me say it another way you can give every time you feel led but every time you give whether it's tithes, offerings that would be a heart for the kingdom commitment it's a, it's above our tithe or a sacrificial offering, and that's what we're gonna do. in other words, I'm asking you to do two things this weekend. One is to take your uh, Heart for the Kingdom card in a moment and to fill it out and to make a commitment, not a vow or a pledge, just a good faith estimate of what you're going to give over and above your tithe so we can plan. And we have several in our church uh, that do $100,000 every year. We have several that do that. We have several, I think, that could actually do more. And I'd like to ask you to do more. We have some that could give a million or five. I'd like to, I want you to to do what God tells you to do. But we have many that just give what they're, according to their income. And and that's what I want everyone to do. So we'll do that in a moment. We're also going to do um, a, Uh, first fruit offering, which is part of your commitment. For instance, if your commitment's 5,000, you might give 500 this weekend. You see what I'm saying? A a tithe of it, if you can. So we're gonna give a first fruits offering. Now let me explain something to you. Every year in my heart, I wanna lead the church. Now I I can't make the biggest commitment because I don't make the most of, of all of our members, but I can give a large commitment for me. And so every year I pray about it I make my commitment, but I also want to give um, an amount in this offering. I have been praying and praying and praying about what to give. And the Lord told me at 4.30 this morning, which I did not appreciate His timing. <laughs> because I could not go back to sleep. And I normally don't rise at 4.30 in the morning. So. But he gave me the amount this morning but the amount he gave me i'm going to have to transfer some funds i'm going to have to do it online i can't do a check this weekend to do it but i thought to myself as i was praying lord i'd like to lead the church here's what i felt like he said you are going to lead the church because i want you to share this with him because i think many of you don't have your checkbook with you many of you might not be prepared for whatever amount he says and i think you're going to have to go home transfer some funds and and then give online. So I think God led me to not give me the amount until today. So I'm asking you to pray about two amounts. One amount is what you can give on a regular basis over and above your tithe to Heart for the Kingdom and you put that on the card. The other amount is a gift toward that, It's, it's included in that amount. It's not on top of that amount but what you could give toward that either this week or during the week or next weekend or however God leads you, okay? Now, I wanna tell you the end of a story. I think it was a year ago. It might have been two, but I shared the story about the single mom that uh, gave the $100 tithe and the man in our church that gives $100 bills and he went to her in the parking lot gave her 120. I've already shared that with you. But when I shared that, the last time I shared it, I need to let you know something. I, I said a man in our church gives $100 bills away, and he's done this for about 30 years now. Okay, that, I'm the man. So I didn't lie to you, because I'm a man in our church, okay? <laughs> but when I shared that, I didn't wanna say I, you know, give $100 bills, and I've been doing this for a long time. I didn't wanna say that, I just, I just shared the story. The other day I was going to the airport to speak, and I, I was out of $100 bills, so I got three out of a safe that I have, and I got three out to be able to give them away, and I gave them away at lunch before I ever got to the airport. And there was a homeless man was one of them, and he came up, James and Bridget were with us, my son and daughter-in-law, And they were going to get in their truck and I was getting in my truck and he stopped to watch and Bridget said, what are you doing? And he said, I'll bet you anything my dad goes and gives that guy a hundred dollar bill. And of course I did because I just feel like that's something I like to do and something God says let me do. So I'm the one that gave the single mom the hundred dollars plus the 20. So I shared that with you a year or two ago in a message on that sunday we were having family dinner we had all everyone over at the house and when my daughter got there she said can i talk to you for a minute and i said sure and so we went in my office and she was crying and she said you're the man aren't you I said, what do, you, "What do you mean?" And she said, "You're the man that you told the story about today, aren't you? You're the man that gives hundred- bills away." And I said, "Why do you say that?" She said, "Because when you told that story today, I was flooded with memories from my childhood. times that there'd be the man on the side of the street with the will work for food sign. And you would pull the car over and go over and talk to him. But today, she said, I could see that you always gave him something. And I remember all the times that you went back into restaurants and talked to the waitress and we'd say to mom sitting in the car, what's dad doing? And she'd say, he's just sharing the Lord. Because I told her, don't, don't tell anybody about this. Just don't tell anyone. She said, Dad, I had memory after memory growing up of you giving $100 bills to people. You're the man, aren't you? I said, yes sugar, I'm the man. And My daughter looked at me and said. I want to be like you, Daddy. I want to be like you. That's worth it all. When your kids — all three of my kids — love God, serve God, that's worth it. I'm telling you. God wants to bless you in more ways than just money, but you're going to need to give Him an opportunity to bless you. I want you to take the card out right now. You should have received one either when you came in or it's in the seat in front of you. If you're in the front row, you might turn around and ask someone that there's an extra one. But I want you to take the card out, on the back you see the initiatives that the elders are planning to use it for. If the Lord provides, however He provides. On the front, I want you to notice where the amount is, and it says, this is the amount that I or we are intending to give over and above our tithe, so this is over and above your tithe, by February 28th next year, so it's about a year, we commit to do this as the Lord leads, you know, and that's the point. And you sign it. You sign it because you're making a commitment to the Lord and you put your information on it. I want you actually to fill the card out right now. Here's the reason I'm saying that. In just a moment, at every campus, we're gonna have some containers at the front. We're gonna come and give our commitment, make a commitment. Uh, We'll have containers in the second level for Southlake, so you don't have to come all the way to the front. We'll have containers up there where you can get to them. I want you to take, right now, I want you to pray about it. I want you to take some time. We're going to have a worship song in a minute. We'll have, if you need some more time. Um, and then, if you know today, some of you come, have come prepared because we've done this for years. So you may already have your card filled out. You could come first if you want to. But it also, if you want to bring an offering, or you might even write somewhere on there, first fruits offering. And we know that'll be a part of the total, okay? That's on top of the total. Uh, So in a moment, every campus, every overflow room, we're gonna have a worship song. We're gonna all stand. We've done this every year now for about five years. I think this is the fifth year. Uh, And we're just gonna come and bring our card and we're gonna give a gift, but you may not be prepared to give a gift. You could go home and give online. However, you may have to transfer, okay? So, take some time right now, just go ahead, I'm, I'm fine, you can talk. If you're married, you better talk, okay, because otherwise you would be calling our marriage department this next week. So, talk, talk, and by the way, I've told you this before, it's a it's proven fact, if you're married and one spouse has a higher amount than the other, that's the spouse that's hearing the Lord, okay, just so you know, all right? So take a moment, go ahead, take a moment, pray about it, talk about it. Um, if you're not ready if you say i'm just not ready this weekend pastor robert i totally forgot please will you take it home and do it then okay i understand you also can go online put up that uh, the online address you can go online and fill the card out so there's where you can give uh heartforthekingdom.gatewaypeople.com and we should have it even on just our web page where it's easy to access this so there's a commitment card online so if you say hey, I just totally forgot, I'm sorry, and uh, I'm not ready right now, I'd like to look at my budget, I'd like to pray about it, I'd like to make an informed decision, that's fine, that's fine. I never want you to give under compulsion or grudgingly. I always want you to give, but I want you to give God an opportunity to bless you, okay? So, just a minute, we'll have a worship song at every campus, and if you are ready to give, not only your commitment card, but a first fruits offering toward that, then we'll have containers at the front of every campus, every overflow room as we worship. And once you give, then when you go back to your seat, please stay, because I want to pray a blessing over us at the end. I want to pray that God will open the windows of heaven and that business deals will go through and that kids will come back to God that are away from God or get on fire for God. I want to pray God's blessing over us. So please don't leave, just worship. When you, you do your commitment, just stay in your seat. Even if you're at another campus, and just worship until I come back up, and pray over. So let me let me pray for us just for a moment, and then after I pray, we'll stand and we'll come and give as God leads. God, I pray that you will speak to each of us, Lord, as you spoke to my heart this morning. I pray, God, you'll speak to every every person that calls Gateway Church his or her home. I pray, Lord, you'll speak because God, I know you desire to bless your people, and so Lord, I pray that every Person will give you an opportunity to bless them in Jesus name amen Let's stand and as you stand if you're ready then you can come and give whenever you're ready
1: the God is all I have of worth. Lay it at your feet Lord. It's less than you deserve you're far more beautiful more precious than the oil, the sum of my desires and the fullness of my joy, like you spilled your blood.
0: come yet, but I just, I want us to pray. But I want to tell you first of all, um, you are the greatest church in the world to pastor. And I don't mean that in a comparative way, I mean it in a commending way. I'm commending you for the way you give, the way you love, the way you serve, the way you love God's Word, Um, you're, you're just the best people in the world to pastor. I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to be your pastor. So I want to pray a blessing on you, and again, you can keep coming if you haven't come. All the campuses. Here's what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for you to just turn your hands upward. And I just want to pray for you. Lord, what am- an amazing sight. I feel like when David prayed and the people gave generously to the temple. And he said, God, this is so amazing that we're even able to give to You. Lord, it's a blessing that You instituted giving. We know God, it's more blessed to give than receive, the words of our Lord. We know, Lord, at Christmas time, we'd rather give than receive. God you've changed our hearts where we were born selfish and we've been born again generous. And God, I thank you for such a great church, a people that love you and love to give. Lord as as Moses stood there and he actually had to say, we don't need any more, you've given enough. Lord, our people have given so much and yet I've watched you bless and I thank you, God, that we give you opportunities to bless us and that you are a rewarder. And so, Lord, I ask you now in Jesus' name to look down from heaven. This is how Solomon prayed when they dedicated the temple. He said, look down from heaven and bless your people. And I pray that, God, that you will look down from heaven and bless your people. You said, Lord, when prayer — Solomon said, when prayers are made in this place, will you hear from heaven? And will you forgive our sin and will you heal our land? And you responded with, yes, I will do that. So God, I pray that for Gateway Church, that Lord, you will look down from heaven. You will forgive our sin and you will heal our land. I pray God for the families of Gateway Church. I pray for the marriages of Gateway Church. I pray for the health of the members of Gateway Church. God, I pray for miracles this year. I pray, Lord, as we step out in faith and we give you opportunities to bless us financially, but Lord, other ways. As I pray, Lord, for my own family, that you would continue to protect us, Lord, from the schemes of the enemy. I pray, Lord, for the family of God, that you will protect us from the schemes of the enemy. And God, we tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.